Hi, and welcome to ArtCast. This is Ellen Kies. I'm the Executive Director here at Gateway Arts Council, and I want to welcome you to another one of our episodes. Today, eventually, we're going to talk a little bit about our youth programming, but I wanted to start off with uh, telling you we had a wonderful announcement last week, and that is after June 2nd, 2021, we will be open for business on all fronts which means we will be able to have live performances again without any sort of a capacity limit. And we are really excited about that. So I wanted to just update you on what that means. Uh, for our Presents series, and that's the adult family series that we do, we bring in uh, shows and we have them generally at the Sydney High School Auditorium, which is a beautiful facility but occasionally we'll have them elsewhere. We are going to have several shows this year. We worked very hard to keep the season that we had for 2021 intact and just move it over to 21-22, and we were successful. I'm very pleased about that. It was hard, but it was a good, good season, and we wanted to retain it, and we've been able to do that so far. So the present series will open up at the Holland Theater in Bellefountain on August 7th with David Osmond and the Osmond Chapman Orchestra. Now, we have plenty of seat, tickets, seats left for those, so you can, uh, don't worry about that, you can get those. We are, again, real excited. David is the nephew of Donnie and Marie. He is a fabulous performer. This is a big band um, type performance, I, and, but it's not big band in old style big band. It's big band, new and exciting and hot. And I just was going to be a very energetic and wonderful concert. It will be a great, great show. And especially so since we'll all be able to be together. And again, that one is August 7th, 2021. The second one will be Restless Heart, and that is September the 19th, 2021. We still have some seats left for that. Not as many as we do for the Osmond concert, but we do have some left for that. Then we go to October 31st, 2021, and that is Jefferson Starship. I think it's going to be fun that it's Halloween night. And I think it's going to be real fun for some of us grown-ups to be able to do something kind of fun on Halloween night. And Jefferson Starship is a fabulous group. They're just as good as they ever were. And I'm really looking forward to that one. December 19th, 2021 will be a new show. Now, this is a bit of an announcement. We have not put this out. When we originally booked it oh, over a year, year and a half ago, maybe two we thought that this would be part of the 21-22 series and then there would be shows with it. But since we moved the 2021 series into this year, we kept this show and we kept it because it's exciting. It took us a long time to get them. I think it's perfect for the holiday season and that's Canadian Brass. And, you know, they are world-renowned. They are probably top of the top of the top of the top and we get them here which is hard to do so I'm very very pleased for that 
we will have, uh, we haven't even determined the ticket prices for that particular show because that's a new show. So then we go to February and all, all things point to the fact that that will be our Big Bad Duty Daddy concert. We don't have that 100% yet, but that's what it's looking like. Then April 24th of 2022 will be Sweet Caroline, and that is our Neil Diamond tribute. Again, we have some tickets to most of these shows, and, and with uh, Osmonds and Canadian Brass, we have quite a few tickets left. So you can call the Arts Council at 937-498-2787. You can go to our website, which is gatewayartscouncil.org, where you can order tickets to these shows. The only show I think that you probably can't get order tickets to is Canadian Brass. And Big Bad Voodoo Daddy is sold out. So those um, would be the two that are not available, but Canadian Brass will come online very quickly. And that's our present series. So those are the things we get to keep doing again. And I am beyond grateful for our sponsors and our season ticket holders for how patient they have been. We have been through, I don't know, countless amounts of rescheduling. They have gone through every one of them with us and are still here. So my appreciation, I don't know that I'll ever really be able to show how much we appreciate that support, but it has not gone unnoticed. That much I will say. Now, the other thing that that being able to open up is going to affect is our gallery. We are going back to live receptions for our artists. We are presently booking up 21-22 so that every month we have a different exhibit in our gallery. These receptions are free and open to the public. They're held at the Gateway Arts Council offices. We have a gallery here. And we will lead off in June with Rose Keenley. And Rose has some of the most beautiful watercolors I have ever seen. I think it's going to be a real neat show. We will open up with a reception, which again is free and open to the public on June the 11th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So if you stop in the gallery, you'll get to meet the artist and meet other people who are here and we'll have a little reception. Then in August, because Rose, her show will go from June 11th to July 26th. In August, we have Marjorie Mitchum, and she will open up on the 5th of, well, somewhere around the 5th of August, and we're going to have a celebratory reception for her later in the month, and I, again, that'll be open and free to the public. Uh, if you look on our website, we'll have the exact dates. September will be Bad Art by Good People. October is Scary Art, and we're going to have a beer tasting with that, which I think is going to craft beer tasting, which I think will be just a blast. And then we'll come out. We're still scheduling the rest of the year. We have some neat things on the schedule, but we'll announce that as we get a little further out. Hopefully in the next couple weeks, we'll have the whole, whole season now that we actually can have a season, which is huge. It's just huge that we get to do this. Um, so that's 
what opening up affects for us. It means we're back in business fully and totally. We never totally had to shut everything down, but now it means we can actually receive guests again. We can have shows. We can be together. We can appreciate the arts. And I am deeply, deeply grateful and very excited. So I have with me today, and I apologize, I didn't announce this at the beginning, Seth uh, Regula. Seth is our assistant uh, here, and we're going to talk about our youth programming. Seth's the assistant uh, programmer. So we're going to talk about not only the fact that we have been doing youth programming for over 30 years here. I mean, I think about all the shows we've done, all the the programs we've put in schools, all the arts in the park, and um, we're going to continue that. This year, we're going to start off June the 18th with our Princess Ball. We didn't get to do it last year, and that was very sad for us. So we are going to do one June the 18th at Lehman High School in Sydney from 6 p.m. No, no, take that back. It's <laughs> 7. Get my... Uh, events. It's seven to nine. And um, it's going to be, when we originally planned it, we originally planned it with the capacity limits in place. And we will not turn anyone away at the door, but we are going to be still a little more reserved right at the beginning, opening up. So there are some things that we will not yet do. For instance, we're not going to serve refreshments. Uh, we'll have to wait till 2022 to do that. But we are going to have the ball, and we don't have to turn anyone away, and that's a big deal. Yeah, and uh, we will still have a digital option. That's correct. We, uh, I am currently putting together a little slideshow, and we're going to have some music along with it. So if you still do not feel comfortable going out, even though all the code restrictions at that time will be lifted in the state of Ohio, there will still be a virtual right. electronic format that you can enjoy if you do not wish to go out in, right. that big, in that big of a public area yet. And I understand that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally understand that. When you purchase your ticket, if you did it online or you did it at Ron and Nita's has tickets, we just need that you put virtual option on it. So... What we would do is we always give the girls a little bag when they come in and they have beads in it and it has, this year it will have their craft and it will have, you know, we used to do, we do normally do face painting, but this year we have just some little water tattoos. And so all that we will put in their bag as they come in. And if you're going to opt for the virtual, we want to make sure that your little girl or girls get that bag so we would have instructions on how you can pick mm -hmm. it up or we get it mailed to you and in it we would have a playlist yeah. so that you know you're not doing this at home and going well what music do I listen to yeah so I'm I'm excited about that but I'm really most excited that we don't have to turn anyone away at the door yeah absolutely we don't and with the electronic option I'll be sharing I'll, we'll, we'll give you a set list of the playlist but the I'm hoping if everything goes correctly either the music is already either on the video or we will share the playlist it will probably just primarily be on Spotify we'll share the playlist on our Facebook page you will have access to the music to play along with the video right and I'm again, you know, this is one of our 
more popular mm -hmm. events. It's such a neat experience. We have girls that come on motorcycles. We have girls that, you know, with their dads or their, sometimes it's their moms. You know, I know we call it a father-daughter dance, but if for some reason your child needs to bring your mom, just let us know because that's okay too. So we have them come in motorcycles. We have them come in limousines. We have, you know, it's just a neat, it's across every boundary you could think of. It's the neatest, one of the neatest things that we do. Um, we go from there to, I want to talk a little bit about, we're doing art in the park again this year. Last year was the only year we hadn't been able to do it in, oh, at least 20 years. This year we get to do it again. And that takes place in Cusson Border Park in Sydney. But it is a City of Sydney event. So if you want your child to do this, you need to contact the City of Sydney at Parks and Recreation. We are, and I think it's June... It is June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Correct. And what we do is we have projects. They'll come in the park that morning. We work with the kids, and we do one to two art projects for three days, three mornings. It's a really fun time. Uh, it's, it's later in the month of June. Normally, we would do it early June, but we opted for later in the month because we were tired of freezing. And we're hoping that it's less windy and a little warmer than we normally have. It's a fun, fun time. But again, that one goes through the city of Sydney if you want to your children to take part in that. And I believe there is a cap at 30 children. Yes, that is what they have been publicizing, a cap at 30. A cap at 30. Now, they're gonna do what they're gonna do differently this year is you can sign up for individual days. You don't have to sign up for the full three days because some children could not make all three days. So you can sign up for a one, two, or three days, which I think is gonna be really helpful. After Art in the Park, I wanna talk a little bit about our youth choir. And this is where I'm gonna have Seth give you some details. I can just tell you that we are super excited about it, that uh, plans are going along really well. We have a director. We have, I think, some music picked out. We're, we're getting there. We, we're, we're in the ballpark of getting some music picked <laughs> okay. out. How about we okay. say it that way? It's not presently here, but it's, it's saved on a computer tab. Let's just leave it at that. We know what we're doing. Let's put it at yeah. that. And I'm really excited about our director. I'm really excited about how we're choosing to do it. We're gonna start smaller and build. We wanna make sure that what we do is quality and we're gonna build it. Mm -hmm. And we are hoping for great things in the future. So if you wanna tell them a little bit about that, Seth, that'd be great. Sure. Um, we plan to start in the mid to late fall, starting rehearsals in the mid to late fall, gearing up to a concert in, during the holiday season. The, the youth choir is going to be split up into different sessions. So, so that way parents can, don't have to commit to you know, a full year. It is a session in uh, fall leading up to the holiday season. Session in um, early spring just leading up to, well, let me rephrase that. Late winter leading into springtime. And then we're going to have one just in summer. Okay. The the one for the springtime, so the late winter gearing up for a concert in spring, 
that schedule of when the concert is going to be right now is kind of up in the air because we are going to have to work around when schools are doing their spring concerts since that's such a busy season. And then for summer, we plan on starting either right after school ends or a little before. Depending on right. what, depending on what activities we can do when, because we are thinking about, um, or hoping that we can do more than one concert in the summer. You right. know, we've kicked around, you know, maybe trying to do something for Memorial Day or partner up with some other music and arts organizations around the town, and then we plan to be done with that by the fair or just okay. fair season. If you're not that from, if you're not from, you know, the Sydney or Shelby County area, we will be done. By then, but we want to work around the other counties' fairs, so that way we're done by then. Right. So we're out of that way, and then maybe we might perform during the fair, but we want to at least be done with rehearsals, if we can, by the fair, because I know how crazy that season is for those kids. Um, Now, we should, I should mention, we should mention... That this isn't just a Sydney area. No. This is a multi-county regional youth orchestra. Absolutely. Or youth or, that's, orchestra. That's something I want to do in the future. We're a choir. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you're talking about something and, and thinking about where this could go all at one time. <laughs> the the plan, To elaborate a little bit on the um, not having just it be from Sydney or the Shelby County area, the way we're going to do this is... The rehearsal spaces will be dependent on where most of the kids are from. That makes sense. So, like, for the first, let bygones be bygones, the first one will most likely be in Sydney. That's where we are expecting the first chunk of kids to be from. But let's just say the next section, we get a lot of kids in, you know, the Jackson Center, Bakken's Anna area, or maybe a few from up in Walpock. Right. We might move it a little bit up north. Uh, if we start getting a lot from, like, you know, the Rushi House area, we might, you know, can concentrate it back into Sydney. It all just depends on where we get the most kids from. So we want to make sure that not everybody is having to drive, you know, a, right. a, a big distance every time. The goal is that eventually when we have this grown to where we want it to be, that we meet so many times in one community, yes. so many times in another community, with the idea that these children won't have to com- you know, commute a great distance every time, that we take turns as to where the rehearsals yes. are. And that kind of evens it up, or we find someplace very central for everyone. Yeah, it all just depends on numbers and where we right. get them from. You know, because we see this in a much larger context of mm-hmm. regionally. Yeah. You know, and, and that's... What people don't know necessarily about us is that we are pretty much a regional organization. Absolutely. Last year, particularly in our presents and our visual arts, we had 22 or 21 different Ohio counties represented Mm -hmm. at our events. Yeah. And we're trying to branch out a little more to make sure that we take things to places where people are currently coming to us from. Yeah. You know, that way we, we're we just expanding the arts in mm-hmm. all kinds of different areas and communities. If you 
are in a, this is sort of an aside, if you're in a community that you would like the arts, you can give us a call yeah. and we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's our youth choir. We're very excited it, about that. It, this has been a work in progress for a while. We've been talking about this since before the pandemic. Oh, actually, we've been planning this since before you came. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. It's, <laughs> it's been a couple, three, four years in the planning stages. Mm -hmm. It's just that that pandemic gave us time to, not that I wanted it and not that I think it was a great, but <laughs> the good thing about having a little time was we could sit back and say we've always wanted these things Yeah. and take the time to try to get them in motion and get mm -hmm. them moving. And Youth Choir was one of several things that we have wanted to do that we're going to do. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm also excited that the kids will be around other music kids mm -hmm. from a larger area. Yeah. I, I think that's important. And I'm going to use that to kind of segue into the next part of our youth program that I want to talk about, and that's our um, Comets Family Fund Music Scholarship. Um, this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful fund uh, was has made a contribution to us so that we can give children who want to go to the Ohio Northern Summer Music Camp scholarships, make it a little more affordable for them to go, make it in some cases available to go to this camp. And they get a fun, phenomenal instruction there. It's by a lot of times college professors mm -hmm. or professionals in their field of music. Yes. And it's not just choir. It's choir. It's every musical instrument. Mm -hmm. It's orchestra. It's band. And it's music tag. Yeah. Which is a neat thing because there's no, I don't know of any camps other than this one that actually has not, that. Not around here. Music tag, not around here. Which it's... Music tech is a neat thing up and coming. The mm -hmm. only place I actually know that has any academic um, teaching in that at all is Jackson Center Schools. Mm -hmm. And I think they're just way advanced on that, and I really commend them for what they're doing there. But the Ohio Northern Music Camp, and I have personal experience when my daughter was in um, school. She went there. I have friends who have sent their students there and I'm here to tell you it's it's phenomenal those kids come back excited they not only come back excited about music they come back excited about who and what they are mm -hmm. um, and that to me is a big deal you know this is a more sports oriented area so that we can celebrate music and the arts with these kids that are music and arts kids and generate some excitement is just, it's amazing. And I don't know of any camp that does it better, honestly, than the Ohio Northern Summer yeah, Music it, Camp. It's a very, it's a very, very good camp. And these scholarships are at least 50% of the camp fee. Now this year, the camp is a day camp. And I know that that might be causing some issues for people because they think, oh, I've got to drive back and forth to Ada. But with the scholarships, we hope that that takes away some of that pain at the gas pump, so to speak, and that, because, and that the kids are able to do this. These scholarships are at least 50%, if not more, of the camp fee. Mm -hmm. And we are 
thrilled. Our hope is that it excites students, that they stay in their music programs, that they connect with other music students, and that this adds tremendously to their life. If you want to access this, we have a deadline coming up, so please call us right away or go to your local band or choir director because all of the, as far as I know, most or all of Auglaise and Shelby County have these applications at their schools. Most everybody at this point, everybody should. Have, so you go to yes. the, tell your student to go to their choir or band director. Yes. And if they don't have it, you get a hold of the Gateway Arts Council because we do have it. Because we want as many kids as possible to be able to take advantage of this. Absolutely. Uh, and I think, I don't know, is there anything else we need to add about the I don't, music scholarship? I don't think so. I think we hit it. But like, like you just said, that deadline is fast approaching. So do it now. Do it now. Right. Don't, don't miss this opportunity at all. If you, if you child is at least anywhere interested, please mm -hmm. let us know. Yeah, because the camp's at the end of June, so it's coming up. It's coming up, and their deadline's coming up. Yeah. Which is why our deadline's coming up. Yeah, so do it now. And and the reason we need to know this is because it depends, the number of students depends on how big of award we can give. Yeah. So if I have a lot of students, then I can do maybe 50%. If I don't have as many, then some of these awards may be higher than 50%. Yeah. Yeah, very easily could be higher. That could easily could take be, it, take advantage yeah, of it. Yeah, definitely. This kind of leads right into our Music Matters program, which you can hear in the background yeah. probably right now. <laughs> we love that part. We love the fact that you can sit in here in a day, usually Monday, Wednesday, and Saturdays. And if you're in here working, the house is filled full of music. We have vocal lessons. We have violin lessons. We have actually lessons for I think. Almost every instrument. We, we do. We haven't had to use them in a while because obviously the, the pandemic. pandemic, I know we keep referring back to that, but it's, it's just true. Um, so what, it, if, you, if you have a student that is interested in any instrument, give us a call. We, if we don't have a teacher nailed down for it, we at least know somebody right. who would be willing to teach it. Right. And if you need scholarships you just need to get a hold of us uh, our goal here is to make sure that students who want access to music have access mm -hmm. to music which is why we have an instrument rental program yes yes we currently if i'm remembering the numbers correctly we have quite a few trombones we have quite a few violins we have a few flutes, a few clarinets. I think we only have a few saxophones and maybe one or two trumpets, but we've got everything. We rent these out, and generally we go through the school system, but not always. So homeschool children or children who go to schools who don't have music programs, you know, we obviously cannot go through a choir mm -hmm. or band director there. But what we do do is for $10 a year, we rent out these instruments so that there is no reason that a student could not participate in a music program. That's the heart of this. If there is an instrument that somebody needs and we don't have, we do our best to track it down and to obtain it so that they can yep. participate in their uh, program. We are going to be expanding this 
hopefully, so that we not only have the beginner instruments, but we would have intermediate instruments mm -hmm. because that's a lot of times where the bigger need is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That a student has a beginner model and they're very serious about music and they need the next step up. Mm -hmm. And that one is a more expensive step. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's a tremendously more expensive step. Uh-huh. <laughs> And so we're working, we have not totally achieved that yet, that we would have some of those instruments mm -hmm. for students to rent as well so that they can make that leap from a beginner instrument to an intermediate instrument mm -hmm. and learn, you know, if because if a child wants to go to college, yeah. there is an assumption that they know how to play certain things. Yep. There's an assumption that they have had certain... Um, I don't know, for lack of... They've just been able to play certain pieces, that there's a repertoire that they know. Yeah. And we hope that we fill any gap between what a school can do mm -hmm. and what you need to get into college. We're, we're trying to fill that gap. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a goal for us. We're working on it. And if there's a need in, in a student's life, we'd like to know about that so we can help. That's our Music Matters program. And I think we went over music lessons, so we're good there. Um, we have part of our music lessons. Uh, we have an instructor, David Schneider. He's wonderful. Matter of fact, if you want to hear him, he gave us a podcast earlier. Yes, uh, two episodes, I believe, before this. If I'm going over the recording schedule correctly, yes, two before this one. He, gave, he did a podcast for us. He has a vocal studio. And his students this year are going to do Pirates of Penzance, mm -hmm. which we're pretty excited about. I believe it's mid to later summer that he's actually going to yeah, do Yeah, it. it's a little later this year. It's a little later, but it, we're stay tuned because we're very excited about what those kids are going to put together. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect example of what we're talking about when you bridge the gap between... Yeah you know, high school, what you're learning in high school and what you need for college. Mm -hmm. Because Pirates of Penzance is just a great piece that you need to know and you need to have oh, done. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just kind of a right of passage. It's one of the, speaking as a vocalist, it, that show is like one of those standards that if you can nail some of those songs that Sondheim wrote in that, you're going to nail anything. Right. And it, it helps when you want to yeah. go to apply to a music school or honestly, even if they're not interested in going to music school. Just the experience of being in a production or having taken music lessons or being at a music camp all adds to an element to a life. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and that's, I get a little floundery here when I start talking about this, so please excuse me. But let me just go back and kind of collect my thoughts here. One of the reasons we're very big into youth programming and always have been for over 30 years is what the arts add to a child's life. You know, it isn't just that they become proficient at the arts. It isn't that it's only for kids who want to be artists because art and creativity add a great deal to a life. If you're in an orchestra or you're in any sort of an ensemble, you learn that you have to be part of a team. You know, it's, it's great teamwork experience. You can't, in an orchestra, go decide you're going to play something different than mm -hmm. the orchestra is going to play. It would sound a little strange. And I am pretty much guarantee you the conductor's not 
actually going to be happy about it. I think I got that one down pretty well. The same thing about visual arts. If a student learns that he can take a blank canvas, he can start a project, he can determine what the middle of the project is, and he can determine that he's done with this project, then he has learned a huge thing on sequencing. He has learned to be a self-starter. He has learned how to complete a project, to dream, conceive, and complete a project, mm -hmm. which might sound like, well, what's the big deal in that? But I guarantee you, it's a huge deal. It is. It, it really is. is. So that's another thing that the arts teach children. They also help teach socialization. You know, that you're with other people, that you're learning how to be social, that you, you gain all that so, being social adds to you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another big chunk of what the arts do. They, um, they just help with public speaking. They help with public, just being in public, you know, per, at all. You know, when you have to be in front of people, there's a confidence that you gain. And you can take that confidence that you've gained in the arts and you can put it into a job where maybe you have to speak in front of people or you have to do presentations. These skills that you learn in the arts are actually applicable to what you would use in real life in the workforce. And I can't think of a better way to learn them because, quite frankly, if you're going to I mean, who cares if you don't make a picture right? You just mm -hmm. start over. It's a really good lesson in how to create, to you know, make a mistake and work it over again. Because when you're learning an instrument, you make a lot of mistakes. And if you fall apart at every mistake that you make, I guarantee you're never getting through the song. No. And our kids have to learn that making mistakes is a part of life but that you pick yourself back up, you learn the part, and you do it over again. Because there is no one in life, in any business, anything, anywhere that has not made mistakes. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, mistakes sometimes are the best teachers of all. So, again, the arts, they help that. They help, you know, there's just infinite amount of things that you could think about that the arts do for students. And that's why we're so very, very passionate over here that our youth programming is vibrant. You know, we've done it now, as I think I said, for over 30 years. And I think I'm as excited about it now as I was when I started here. Because it's just a big deal for the kids. Yeah. I mean, it's just a big deal for society, to be quite frank. You know, we want kids who can create. We want kids who can be social. We want kids who can empathize. We want that in our society. And the arts do and teach all of that. You know, I'm, I'm thrilled about that. Mm -hmm. And I think I've been on my soapbox long enough. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> this always happens when I talk about youth programming. Um, the other exciting thing that we have back on the schedule is our fall festival. That's new for us this year. We were going to do it last year, and obviously we didn't. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, that, but, you know, there's this whole little thing. We keep saying that the pandemic that came into play, and maybe that's okay because we refined it a little more. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be September the 25th. Yep. It's going to be an evening at Crossway Farms, and it's going to be good old-fashioned fall fun. It, it is. It, 
I'm really looking forward to this one. I am too. This one, this one's gonna be fun. It's just with the vast amount of activities that we've got planned. Right. It. This is gonna be a ball. It, I mean, it is. We're hoping to have square dancing. Yeah. And we're we're gonna have a pumpkin carving contest. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have. Oh, let's see. Keep telling me all okay, the things we're uh, gonna have. Pumpkin them. carving, square dancing, uh, pumpkin bowling. Pumpkin that bowling. It, that that's is right. In the plan. Um, pumpkin smash of some kind. Now, we should define pumpkin smash yes. before any adult is thinking, what the heck? But I think it's kind of fun. Uh, we'll have small pumpkins, and hidden inside of some of the pumpkins will be a little note that says which prize the child has yeah. um, won. And there'll be a small fee, you know, to pay for the pumpkins, but they'll smash the pumpkins, and then they can pick out their... Mm-hmm. Uh, number and see what prize it is that they win we're pretty excited about that we're gonna have now oh gosh why am i drawing That's a blank okay. uh, let's see uh what if everything goes according to plan we are planning on having a kitty tractor pull that's right we are having that it, it, yes we are planning on having a kitty tractor pull um and let's see we're also gonna we're gonna have a pie contest we're gonna have a now. I and if I suppose if it, we could have the child, the child age group and the adult age group, because this mm-hmm. while this is geared toward children, it's actually geared more toward families. I'll be real yeah, honest yeah. about that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And we'll have advantages of being at Crossway Farms, so there'll be a hayride, and they'll be pick you pick mm-hmm. uh, sunflowers, and we're gonna have maybe a special little carriage ride. That we're working on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. (laughs) They all laugh at me here at the office because I really want this. And they keep telling me you can't do this. And then I made them look it up. And the truth is I can do it. So we're going to have a fun little pumpkin carriage ride. And it's going to be all things pumpkin. Yeah. You know, we're going to have mini catapults, you know, out of, um, for the kids. Mm -hmm. Out of, um, they're going to make them out of tongue depressors. Yeah. And little, um, Pieces of candy. Yeah. So we're going to have that. We're going to have... Um, why is it we can't remember what we're going to have? I think we actually did now hit all of them. I think I we're think. missing a few. But you know what? If we told all of this, it wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. So just know that the more information will be coming out about that as we get a little bit into the summer. Mm-hmm. We're also going to do um, our mum sales again. So put that on your calendar because we did a fall mum sales and they were some of the best mums I've ever seen in my life. They were oh, more they like were. mum shrubs. Oh God, is what those, they were. those were fantastic. I mean, they were. They were shrubs. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't like plants. They were like shrubs. Yeah, they. Yeah. Mum shrubs. That's we got. What we should call them. We got great mums last year. Oh, we did. We really did. We're gonna expand that. We should have those order forms out probably by mid June, mm-hmm. so that you can make sure that you have one of that you're participating in the mums. This year, we're gonna have pickup and delivery. Now, obviously, if you want to deliver it, there'll be a little charge for that. But we're gonna do that, um, and there'll be more details coming out about that. You know, I know that we are also gonna have a children's art show this year in the gallery i don't have the date yet for that but it's going to be a show where the artists are the children and some of the docents will be children it's you know it's all from a child's perspective youth i should say i'm excited about that you know i'm just 
Again, I'm the one that gets totally passionate over the youth programming stuff. I think it's just because I, I have seen the eyes of kids who participate. I have, I have seen what it does for kids. We had a pumpkin painting contest one year at one of our um, shows. And we are, we are working on trying to get our children's shows back. Now, let me take a little aside here and tell you that. I mean, a lot of little sides in here. We haven't been able yet to schedule our children's productions when we bring those shows in because right now many of the theatrical companies have not yet added back their touring companies. I do not know if there'll be any in 21 at all. Yeah, it may take a year or two it, before. It, I, from what I have seen, they are basically just now starting to get back up for Christmas. And we right. already have a Christmas thing. We do have a Christmas show. Which I don't know if we've announced yet. We have not announced yet. <laughs> I'm just telling you, we do have one for the kids. We do have that. We were able to keep that. But I know, for instance, Coside, we had that scheduled in, 20, 19, in 2020. And I don't think that their touring company will be back up till Not maybe 2022, 2023. It might be 23 from what they told us. They they got hit hard. Their whole education department got hit hard. So be a little patient with us about bringing those shows in. It really, the bad downside of the pandemic is we're just beginning to understand what happened to the arts mm -hmm. and who and what have to rebuild. There's a lot of rebuilding that's going to happen. Even, even within our organization, it's a little retooling and getting back into the swing of things, you know. And I, again, I appreciate all support that we have had through the pandemic, getting coming out of this pandemic, putting the arts back even better than where we were before. You know, I think you've heard probably heard this a lot of times. Twenty twenty was going to be the biggest year we ever had. Yeah, it was set to be the most amount of events, the biggest events we've ever done with the most amount of people, and we'll just rebuild. You know, I'm, I'm excited about what we have coming up. I'm excited that we've all held on and that we'll be back. I mean, I'm totally excited about that. But I think somewhere I lost point of what I was talking about, which if you get to know me, you'll know that that's kind of common, that I just sort of lose track. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, Ellen, you left that point off. Um, it's just probably you're right. Um, I think, I don't I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that I... Again, I just wanted to thank everybody. And I know I've done that three or four times, but I just don't think that I can do it enough to explain just how grateful we are for our sponsors, for the, our grants, for our individual donors, for all those people who understood that the arts were worth fighting for and still are worth fighting for. We are grateful and we are little bit by little bit going to make a difference in our communities because of the arts. I think it makes people just a whole lot more human. You know, it is the heart. I like to think of it. I mean, I, I'm sure that everybody could exist without seeing a play, but it sure wouldn't it be any fun. And I don't no. know that you'd learn as much. No. Oh, I'm ecstatic right now. I'm getting my uh, 
Concert season started up for fall. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've been sitting on tickets for quite some time. I'm like, I've been sitting on tickets for two years. <laughs> well, and I, and I know that that's the case with our, yeah. our, seas, our season ticket holders. All of our ticket holders have been sitting on these yeah. seats for a oh, year we, and a half. We get, what, an average of maybe five people calling every day? Is this ticket still good? Yep, just cross out the date. <laughs> well, it, and it's true. We just just, just keep crossing out the date. <laughs> the good news is, is we have record of everyone who's bought a ticket. So we know where you sit. We have sent out cards mm-hmm. to uh, keep changing the dates. We understand that the mail system may not have been the best, and yeah. not everyone oh has received the cards, <laughs> for which we are sorry. Um, I we, can't. We spent a whole day calling like five hundred people. We did because the postcards didn't get sent out correctly. Well, <laughs> we don't know. How it happened, we're not assessing <laughs> who's responsible for how this happened, but large chunks of our cards that changed dates never got to those people. And we were so concerned about that when we found out that there might be the whole letter A that didn't get yeah. it, but a whole letter B did. Yep. Mm-hmm. that we spent an entire day yeah. calling as many people as we could on our mailing list just to let them know what had changed, but mostly to thank them for their mm-hmm. patience. Um, I am hoping, although I enjoy talking to everyone, I'm hoping we don't have to do that again. <laughs> oh, my God, please no. <laughs> it, it, you know, but it was fun talking to everybody. It was. It's going to be even more fun seeing everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Our audience isn't just an audience. These are people in some respects that have been there since I've gotten here. Yeah. They have stayed faithful. They're more like family than they are audience. And I, we've missed them. We've missed seeing them. We've missed listening to things, suggestions they have had. And I look forward to being able to spend time with them again to enjoy a concert together. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing like a live concert. There's a, it's a shared experience. It's, it's unifying. Mm-hmm. It's what we have in common. It's just a really neat time, and I'm looking forward to that again. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think we covered everything. I think we did. I think we, this was a bigger one. We, I think we did cover everything. Well, okay, in our defense, when we learned that we were going to be able to be open again, yeah, we were, first we went to a static, and then we went to, whoa. What does that mean? Yeah. So that's why we decided to take this time today to give a little update on where we're going to be and what we're going to do. Thank you. And I think you might hear in the background some of our music. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the background music for this one, everybody. <laughs> but you know what? It is music. It's, 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 to me, it's music to my ears and it is music. It's, it's the house is full. The yep. house is full of energy and music and learning. And it's just, it's got potential and excitement. Yep. And I'm thrilled that we get to do this. I'm just thrilled. It was funny. I had a friend ask me because they knew that, you know, I help produce these podcasts on a weekly basis. And they were like, oh, so you have a nice soundproof studio? Sure. <laughs> well, you know, we do what we can do. You know, someday maybe we'll have that. Yeah. But sponsorship, anybody listening? Well, we we do. If anyone would like to sponsor this, we we would definitely be thrilled about that. We're just grateful that we can share. Yeah. We're grateful that we have something to share. 
And we're going to keep doing these. Oh, After, right. When, I know this was a thing we did to stay like relevant online like during, during a pandemic, but even when we open back up, we're going to keep doing these. Definitely. But they're and, fun. And we're hoping, our goal with the podcast is that as we bring in these groups, that we are able to do podcasts with them. Mm-hmm. That they might take a little time out of their, you know, the, out of their being here. That we can carve out a little time, yeah. and do a podcast with them. Because the great thing about podcasts is have computer will travel. Yeah, I mean, you know, the fact that we're not we aren't elaborate in these yeah. in some respects is a great uh, asset. Oh yeah, us. it is. It is because we can take our computer. We can do a podcast, yeah. and. I'm looking forward to us being able to talk to the groups. I'm looking forward to us being able to talk to the artists that are in our gallery. Yeah. And everything art that we can find yeah. to talk about. Yeah. And maybe even some things that aren't here and there. Maybe. You never know. Yeah. We're just, you know. But join us next week when you will have a different podcast with mm-hmm. a different artist or art administrator or subject on art. We're grateful for you listening. And thank you for joining us.